G'day guys, welcome to this fortnight's Crypto Catch-Up. I'm Pav. I'm Tommy. And we're here to see what's making news this fortnight. So we're all well aware of the recent developments in ETH. If you haven't checked out, we've had an awesome chat with Cam Crossley in a recent podcast in the Tapping Into Crypto series. So I really recommend checking that out if you guys haven't been across what's happening in that space. But I guess the other thing we haven't really talked about is some other updates from other assets. So we thought we'd dive into the latest from the Cardano ecosystem and, and a bit of a hard fork happening there. And then secondly, we're going to dive into a little bit on stable coins and how they've been moving. Uh, might be a little bit of a leading indicator, we feel, in the next coming weeks and what's to come. Yeah, definitely a bit of a trend panning out there that uh, we try and unpack for you guys today. Other than that, Tommy, how you think the markets are looking? Oh, man, it's been an interesting couple of weeks in terms of uh, nothing has happened. (laughs) Um, Yeah, not a whole lot's happened, mate. We've been bouncing around between kind of 19.5k on Bitcoin between to 20 grand. Like the ranges have really tightened up like in recent weeks. I think you'll probably agree. Like all we're seeing now is I think Bitcoin's low in the last few weeks was like 19.4 between that and kind of just over 20 grand or around the 20 grand mark. So listen, it, it, it's pretty uneventful in trading at the moment. I can't imagine even the people that are doing shorting and longing the market on leverage. It's not the most exciting time for those guys either. Um, usually, you know, the market will make a decision at some point yep. and, and, you know, those, those longs or shorts will get eaten up. So it's, yeah, I guess it's interesting. Everything is kind of around the merge at the moment, a lot more mm. volume coming through for Ethereum, kind of, I guess the hype is starting to to grow around the project. And, you know, we have got a, a merge date now, well, they've said the 15th, so in and around that day is when the, the sharding will take place and, and we, you know, we actually move across to that proof of stake chain off proof of work. So yeah, it's all kind of focused in that area at the moment. I mean, what are, what are you seeing yourself? I think it's uh, very much to touch on what you said at the start, just the stagnation. Like it is a situation where, the longer we go sideways and nothing happens, the more pressure builds up. Yeah, It's sometimes the best way to think about it. So you do start to see, uh, like you sort of talked about, a lot of blowouts where the market will kick up maybe 5%, but then drop back down 6%. So you could also refer to that as chop, I guess, a very choppy market. And that is hallmark of an indecisive market that doesn't know what's high and what's low. So I think a lot of people might be quite frustrated if you have been trying to do a bit of swing trading lately, or maybe you've been embracing it and just understanding we are range bound. So a lot of opportunity if you know what you're looking for. But I agree, like we're pretty much at a point now where we've sort of consolidated for you know, a, a long enough period of time where historically we have seen a break up or break down. So a lot of those, you know, everyone sort of follows moving averages. They're starting to converge. A lot of the other indicators that people look at, like RSI, they're starting to, you know, show a little bit of exhaustion on the selling side as well. So it'll be definitely an interesting lead up into the end of this month, especially because we've got no key news from a macro point of view until yep. the end of September. So a lot of key data. So in the past, we have seen key data, a bit of a rally and then a sell-off. So it'd be interesting to see if we get the same activity now. I think that's why you know everything is kind of focused around the eat merge at the moment and we don't want to continue flogging the horse there, but, <laughs> but it is the biggest crypto news story of of 2022 and and it's probably um, been the biggest for a long time would yeah. you say like i would say it's in line with a bitcoin having event yeah um well it's been even more more it's, impactful it's been dubbed the triple halvening the equivalent right. have you seen that no i haven't seen that one yet. yeah it's because it's basically the fact that it moves from proof of work to proof of stake the issuance rate so how much actually gets put into circulation drops dramatically yeah. So they can only distribute so much and the burn supply shock potential supply shock and also the yeah, so the rate at which new coins are created. And there's also still the whole mechanism where as ETH transactions occur, ETH is burnt. Yeah. 
So they're kind of likening that all the playing conditions. It's like the ultimate. Sure. Yeah. Which I don't know what you tend to take out of that. Yeah. I mean, the truth lies yeah. somewhere in the middle, usually with these things. Like yeah. people will tread into the hype. And then, you know, this, we've seen a lot of the time with these types of events, there is a kind of a, a dump or so around the event or some like volatility, at least around the event. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and also how close we get to that actual date that they've mentioned mm-hmm. um you know it's obviously been pushed out for a couple of years now yeah on different things but um you know they're obviously t- trying to do it right I, I don't mind that approach it's it's yep. pretty good slow calculated um vitalik obviously wants to get it get this done right do it once and, and kind of continue on from there so definitely yeah. interesting Matt, we got a lot of Cardano fans, uh, I guess, in Australia and across SwiftX as well as users. What's going on over there? Mate, they've um, they've leapfrogged XRP. I don't know. That. You're gonna, <laughs> they're going to invite yourself on a, on a heap of bitter <laughs> anger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cardano's had some pretty big news. I mean, obviously, everyone's been talking ETH like we are, but sure. they, on September 22, have confirmed their latest upgrade to their own network. So the Vassal hard fork, as it were, basically is setting up to create essentially the biggest upgrade that the Cardano ecosystem has seen. So we're talking increased network capacity, lower transaction costs, as well as just enhancements to their smart contract platform, which to this date really hasn't got too much traction. It really has been pretty underwhelming, uh, especially when they had so much hype leading up to its sort of launch last year in 2021. But it's going to be interesting to see, I guess, what effect that has. Again, like we've seen this play out in the past, it's generally been a pretty big sort of bellwether event for assets in the past that have had a a similar fork. We've seen price go from about 42 cents to, you know, the 50 cent mark in recent times. And on top of that, about $2 billion added in the market cap in the lead up to this hard fork. So, I mean... Again, that sort of speaks to why that leapfrogging of XRP in terms of market cap and ranking has occurred. But I mean, it will be an interesting one because it almost seems like there's a couple of pretty big layer ones like Cardano and Ethereum coming out with some pretty big news at a point where the markets, like we just just talked about, it's been pretty stagnant. So I think they're positioning themselves for long term. Mm. What? Like it's always been the sell, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, people always ask the question like, we're in a bear market, you know, the markets are going down, what projects are going to survive or what are going to be the next big projects to come out of the fire kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. But I guess this for Cardano holders or, you know, people that are in- interested in that platform, it's really them positioning themselves as a longer term player. We're not going to be this flash in the pen type project, I suppose. Like mm. they have massive support anyway, not, saying, not suggesting that they would be. But yeah, it, it is a kind of a strong arm play in a way for them as a smart contract platform. I always look at like, how many projects are launching on it mm. and then also the developer activity yep. that's always a big kind of indicator of like are developers actually interested in getting on learning this language and supporting essentially yep. the project itself to- and you, you can get pretty deep into that you can actually go on github and see the commits that people actually because it's all open sort of open source know. yeah yeah so like you know if, if you are you know wanting to do some deep deep research you can actually go and see what people are building because it's all yep. It's all publicly available, but I think it made it quite easy as well to oh, yeah. set up your own like Cardano staking node. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like in the comfort of their own home have set up ADA nodes. Like yep. they're, they're super simple to set up and, you know, I won't talk through it now, but <laughs> a lot of people like individuals have set up their own staking nodes where they can essentially validate their own transactions and earn, you know, block rewards from that. So, um, yeah, that's an, just another piece to it, I suppose. I think another thing to call out, we've spoken about it probably a couple of months back, but you know, when we were sort of first stepping into bear market conditions, we always kind of spoke to that 
it's the people that are building and improving in bear markets. That's the ones to kind of watch or like who's launching in a bear market. Like historically, that's been something to do some of your own research into and see if it's something that you think is here for a good reason. Yeah, it cuts the difference between projects that just rely and live on hype, hype right? versus yeah. projects that actually are trying to solve a, you know, a real world problem, right? Yeah. So we always talk about real world problems. Well, you know, no disrespect to a lot of the meme kind projects, but like what kind of real world problems are a lot of them going to solve long term? And yes, you can turn some profit on these things, but Mm. at the same time, you just have to be aware of what the different classifications are. And kind of goes back to that token mapping exercise that we mentioned in the last podcast that the um, The government are going to be undertaking. So um, yeah, yeah, kind of all fits that same conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, I wanted to touch on this is something that I've been watching pretty closely and and our one of our mates, Ben Simpson from Collective Shift, was covering oh, yeah. this on a podcast the other day. Nice. As well, it was like the stablecoin growth throughout 2022. And also on another stablecoin news, the kind of Binance recent announcement mm. of bolstering and I mentioned strong arming their own BUSD asset. So yeah, kind of just news that just came out this morning is Binance have said that on September 29th, they're going to essentially reduce and turn off the trading pairs against USDC, stablecoin, uh, USDP, and TUSD in replacement of their own BUSD pair. Mm-hmm. So a lot of letters thrown around there, guys. But um, yeah, essentially, the TLDR of this situation is Binance want to grow their own stablecoin. And, you know, they obviously have the most amount of volume in the whole market. Like, they, yep. you know, it's... Leaps uh, it's, and bounds ahead, too. Yeah, exactly. Not even yeah. nudging ahead. No, they're so far ahead of every other yeah. platform, you know, realistically with the liquidity that... um. This is a big player for them. So they want their stablecoin to be the one, I guess, running the markets, right? Pretty so much. Yep. it's a big player for them. In terms of where they're at at the moment, their BUSD is about 20 billion in value for kind of reference. USDT is the biggest with 67 and USDC is uh, on around 52 at the moment. Yeah, okay. So, you know, they have a bit of catching up to do. But yeah, I mean, what what, what do you think about that player yourself? <sighs> Again, just a strong arm, right? Like it's yeah. it's interesting to watch from the sidelines. I do wonder what sort of effect it would have if, you know, is is it as secure? Like I, I don't quite know. Um, like unestablished coins have been in the news yeah. quite a bit. The auditing piece is always the one that people Correct. go after. Like, how do we know yeah. that this is backed by whatever asset, right? Yeah. Like, how is it audited? So that's gonna and that's gonna be something that I imagine that they have a plan for and they'll try and work out. But um, I guess yeah. for yeah, for user experience perspective, Probably not gonna change fair. anything really. No. If you have you know USDC sitting on Binance or whatever that stablecoin is, yeah, they'll still you know facilitate the withdrawals, the withdrawals and, so you can and, still get what you put in, yeah. and probably and deposits as well for a period of time. Yeah, so you can still get access to you know it won't be big change from a user experience perspective. Yep. I guess one thing I did want to highlight that, you know, we do now have three stable coins sitting in the top 10 yep. by market cap. So that kind of, I guess, tells its own story. You know, we've had a massive run up in the market in the last 18 months, big cool down, say all, this, all of this year so far. Stable coin growth since kind of November, December has been just on the up and up and up. So people are going risk off back to stable coins. Just recently, I would say as recent as kind of end of May, June, we've actually started to see a trend of the stablecoin market cap volume starting to decrease. So (laughs) you can, I guess, use your own assumptions to what that might mean. I mean, for me, it's people are starting to go back into risk. So they're potentially identifying some good ranges in the market for them to get back into some of their assets that they support, you know, still 
a heap of value sitting on the sidelines but you know it seems to be getting a little bit closer in terms of like people calling the bottom or trying to say that we're closer or we're in you know an area of value for them so that's one I've been kind of watching pretty closely you know just it's one to watch I guess see if people are continuing to pour that stablecoin value into bigger um, market cap assets so you know since June like I mentioned that's that's been happening the big thing here Pav for me is like when the market actually decides that we are close to the bottom around the bottom whatever way you want to mention that word bottom <laughs> um you know this capital gets deployed we definitely could see extreme volatility because there's so much value in yeah. those stable coins so yeah. you know the natural progression is it does flow into you know your top assets kind of first but we you know we obviously don't know but mm. yeah again that's what i'm watching at the moment i was talking about exchange coins a while back and now i'm looking at the stable coins and what their kind of movements yeah. are and um yeah it's it's going to be if we see constant outflows of there, it's only going one place, right? I see the intake and offer what's being put into other assets. So, yeah, because there's nothing to highlight that people are completely withdrawing from the industry when you see the stablecoin growth. So, people are just going from a risk on asset like, say, Bitcoin ETH, whatever it is, into stablecoins, holding that value and then, you know, ready for the time that they want to redeploy. So, mm. you know, I, I definitely support that same theory, I suppose. Yep. And even with the short term volatility, we've seen. You know, you're probably seeing people taking like some short-term trading profits back into stable coins yeah, and correct. kind of holding again as well. So, yep. you, know, that, you know, a lot of the metrics at SwiftX as well, we see that kind of tells the same story. So it's kind of... Um, it's yeah, kind, it's kind of vindicating in a way to hear it because obviously May when we did... Was it May we saw the, the Terracrat, Terra Luna? Yeah. Epide- yeah, yeah. I right. mean, I mean, that was a stable coin going absolutely wrong, right? Sure. And everyone after that was questioning, well, is any other stable coin safe? And like, here we are now yep. talking about stablecoins making up the most of the market that they have in a long time and starting to reverse now um, that's why i think i, I really wanted to, to cover that the binance piece as well because yeah like all these other stablecoins as much as they stand apart from binance and stand apart from bsd they do rely heavily on mm. the use case of trading right like yep. trading being a trading pair usdt against bitcoin usdc against bitcoin whatever else it is right so yep. i think that is going to affect a lot of these top tier stable coins and you can just expect busd to just grow in that market cap or that units available right that circulating supply supply yeah that makes definitely, sense definitely interesting there are really the two biggest topics that i wanted to cover today that i think haven't been absolutely flogged <laughs> across <laughs> everywhere else where people you know get their information um just to note kind of on the way out as well like eat merge position in around the 15th of september so everybody keep an eye on that i mean we're talking about the second top crypto asset by market cap so you know obviously a lot of hype around that a lot of a lot of eyeballs on it yep. um we've got a great write-up on it as well on our learn platform yeah i met ted's blog was was epic so yeah. you know you guys will will post that in the show notes as well the um, kind of introduction to it and, and kind of breaks it down in very digestible pieces for you guys to learn a bit more. It's been covered everywhere. Like it's on, it was in the front page of the AFR yesterday. Yeah, it was like on, um, even like Google and my news, it just yeah. pops up. Yeah. So Bitcoin like, Bitcoin should be worried or something. I was like, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they always come up with these kind of statements like <laughs> yeah. clickbaity kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess a few other things have to note around eat and um, what effect it'll have on customers yeah there's definitely something to be wary of uh, if you have been someone that's been utilizing some of the layer twos on top of e such as ronin optimism or arbitrum a lot of those are going offline if not currently already offline so there is a good chance your transactions could be lost forever because they will be decommissioned during a period leading up to this merge and that's just simply as a part of the process of the merge playing out so just wanted to stress that that everyone's just really really careful with the way they're moving assets around send that test transaction 
utilize a different network if you know how to. If you're one of our customers, you can reach out to our life support and sort of find out the best way to go about something. But Open yeah. up your MetaMask wallet and have a look at all the networks Correct. that you've been using or yeah. where value is sitting, things like that. Just a bit of a... Yeah. A hot tip, I think, for people yep. to do. It's, it's a housekeeping piece. Really. Housekeeping piece. But long story short, this merge, if you've got you know assets and liquidity pool, if you're in like some sort of earn on DeFi, it won't affect anything. Yep. Like, it's business as usual, but it's more if you're moving assets around during this time, just need to be a bit careful. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I don't know if you checked out the market movers lately. Number one, up 338% in the last 14 days. Luna Classic. There you say it. Luna, there you say it. L- Luna Classic. What's going on? No idea. <laughs> no. I, I, listen, I did. I seen. I seen that it's up. Yeah, I was looking at the thirty day. It's up like three hundred percent or something like that. So you know, what what's going on there? I mean, what what's your theory on no, it? No, mate, no idea. Is it just? Is it? I don't short know. Squeezes or what? You know, what's a C- couple of traders mean? maybe trying to just play out some patterns? Who knows? But the other one I thought that was interesting on the movers lately has also been Voyager token. Yeah. I know we covered Voyager like probably two months ago, sure. going through that sort of. Did they file for liquidation or bankruptcy? No, they had they had issues with liquidity and liquidity issues. Yeah, okay, yeah, liquidity issues. Um, Donny Gall is lost there. They were kind of looking for a bailout or something like that at the time. But um, okay, yeah, it's interesting to see these kind of projects. You know, we talked about Celsius as well. They were recently went on a run. Yeah, um, oh, they did well. too, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of yeah. like a lot of these projects that people are considering in brackets dead. Yes, are you know having this kind of a these kind of events? So yeah, a lot of people are going to get back in and trade Terra. Like that's just how it is. Like when they see this volatility people are going to get in and, and have a go at it just obviously trade with caution guys like know your risk it's really yeah it's it's pretty much as as risk on as as it can possibly be so just you know be very careful anyone that's trading there and do your research and try and find out why these things are happening you know we we're in the markets every day we don't really know exactly why it's having this run ourselves so yeah just just be very careful there trade i guess would be my message yeah the only other thing I'd say to mention is the cash rate announcement comes out from the RBA today. So from the point of recording to release, we'll know what it is, but everyone's backed in that 0.5 basis points. Um, so more pain to come for Aussie consumers, unfortunately, for a little bit longer, it looks like. Yeah, looks like looks like the housing market is going to be in for a little bit more yeah. short-term, at least, pain. or Yeah, it doesn't seem to be easing off, so definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, something I'm excited about, we're going to, SwiftX are going to Intersec Conference yeah. in Melbourne this week. It's a FinTech Australia event, so a lot of crypto people, a lot of kind of banks and regulators and, and those types of profiles at the event. So it's a really good one, pretty much the one of the year on the calendar. So I'm really excited to go to that later on this week, meet some uh, industry friends. And then also, obviously, SwiftX is a sponsor of the Brisbane Lions, Go Lions, and uh, be hitting up the MCG Friday night for their game against Melbourne at the at the MCG. So that'll be really Their last game. Well. Yeah, Rid- it was awesome. Ridiculous. Yeah, I know. 20-something lead changes at the game. Mate. It was epic. Yeah, it was epic. I was there on the night. It was just such a good game. That's pretty much it for this week, guys. Again, thanks for tuning in. Pretty much just me and Pav just talking about our lives um, towards the end there, but that's fine. Yeah, we'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks and uh, yeah, check us out. Yeah, hopefully some good things to talk about next episode. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 